we just got done re-recording for the second time around um, with our friend Jason Tenner. He's a football yes. coach at uh, West Park High School and um, former uh, colleague of mine at Sheldon High School. Well, I still refer to him as a colleague. You just, you know, you're always colleagues no matter what. Yes. Um, and coworkers, but um, yeah. So this is our second time <laughs> recording with him because I was put in charge of the recorder last time, and things went wrong. So now Josh doesn't put me in charge of recording anymore. So um, now we're here. But this is kind of special. Yeah, it's very true. But yeah, this, no, it wasn't your this, fault. No, I still, I, I will still, I'll take the blame. But this okay. time we're I doing. Tried. We're doing a Zoom recording this time because, as you all know, why? Because of social distancing. So this right. has been, yeah. So this will be the first time releasing an episode like this. Yeah, we've never had a guest on uh, on the Zoom. Yeah. So we'll see how how this goes. Hopefully, yeah, it's got to go well. Here's the problem: it's got to go well the second time because if we burn Coach Tenner again, I know. Uh, that's it. I think we're done. He'll be done with us. Yes. There's I was no surprised he wasn't already. Chances. He wasn't already done with us, but uh, he's too kind. Too kind, he's but too no. Nice. It was a it was a great episode, um, yeah. and always has great things to say. It was funny because he was joking about how he felt like he didn't bring his A game the second I know. time. Around. Like, man, that's uh, not the case at all. No, not one person yeah. is going to think that because uh, he just has so many great things to say. His perspective mm -hmm. on coaching and teaching is uh just awesome um you know something i don't think we mentioned it in this episode but he actually spoke at the character combine a couple of times I, I believe he did a coaching workshop a couple mm -hmm. of times yeah. and those were awesome and they were always really well attended and so um you know he's been a part of what we've done in the past and so yeah. just a great guy great coach and um you know great teacher so we were yeah. definitely thankful that he was willing to put up with uh yep. us us clowns one more time yep he did Yep. Yeah, at least he pretended like he was happy to put up with us. Yes. <laughs> if, that was, if that was the case, then he did a great job acting because I couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I think it's also, it's also something we've been trying to do um, during this current, you know, COVID-19 situation. Mm -hmm. We've been giving the dates so that people kind of have an idea. Right now it is March 30th. Yeah. Um, that's the date. So that way, if anything we say, you know, mm. does it age well? Like, you know, yeah, it's happened in the past where we say some things and, right. you know, by the time Something we change it, it changes. So this yeah. situation is constantly changing. So March yeah. 30th is when this was recorded. And so mm -hmm. that way gives everybody a point of reference. So, right. I feel like we really are in the apocalypse then we have, we're like time stamping when we're recording this. So like, when you guys hear this, this is March 30th when this releases. So we don't know what's going to <laughs> Day 35. I have a little yeah. bit left. That's what it feels like. Yeah. 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 It's but not the long. case. We'll yeah. make it through for sure. Yeah. We'll, we're in this together. But yeah, yes. enjoy um, the interview with uh, Coach Tenner. It's a good one, and we think you guys um, will love it. Yep. See ya. Bye. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Character Combine. Character Combine. Yeah, you ready? Yeah, you ready? When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard coaches. I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life, in their life, in their life. Get this thing, get this thing started. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. 
and we yeah. are recording through our new new our new way of talking right now is through zoom last time josh and i talked through skype but um we think zoom is better um yep. sponsored by zoom will take our sponsorship money any day now um, i think so but anyway so we are doing a recording through zoom because we're trying to encourage social distancing I love that word. Uh, so what we're doing, uh, actually today, so who we're interviewing is, <laughs> poor guy, we're doing a re-recording again of, um, of, the <laughs> of our friend here, and he's been, and he was such a trooper to come back on. We have Jason Tenner, head football coach at West Park High School. Coach, how are you? Great. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. We, uh, we definitely appreciate you coming back, and you're even more bold this time because Last time we had uh, issues with technology and now this is all technology. So we have no idea how this is gonna turn out. So we appreciate you coming through and being so bold. Yep. Hey, it's just nice to talk to adults right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, tra I'm trapped at home with a five and three year old all day, you know, for the last three weeks. So this is, this is a good outlet for me. I would say what's, what's tougher, the, uh, the, the five and three year old or a, a whole squad full of like freshman football players? Hello? Oh, oh, oh no doubt. Right. Five-year-old five -year to give me a run for the money. Yeah, <laughs> that's that makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, yeah. just like last time, well, actually, you know, I said this last time, and I feel like it's important to say again, uh, Coach, you look exactly like Jason Taylor, and uh, I think that <laughs> needs to be said because uh, if anybody knows what you look like and anybody's familiar with uh, the defensive former defensive end of the Miami Dolphins, they'll know you guys look exactly the same. And like we found out last time, you guys are the same height, same, all that stuff, just different football position. You know, and I weigh a little bit more. I wasn't going to say that. Maintained his, his playing physique a little bit better than I have. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give him that one. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So anyways, I just felt like that needed to be said again. Of so. course. Deb, what are the warm-up questions today? All right, Coach. Um, we're going to give you different warm-up questions than last time. Sorry, so no cheating except for the one signature question. Um, first question is, if you could pick a country to visit for one month, which would it be? Ooh, a country? Yeah, a different country. You know, I love Spain. Um, I've been to, to Barcelona a few times. Um, I love Las Ramblas, and I've been there on cruises, and uh, before I took a head coach job at, at Ponderosa in 2007, some friends and I rented a house up in a, a little fishing village on the eastern coast, right south of the French border, uh, Cadiz and Figueres. Uh, beautiful, beautiful countryside, amazing people. I uh, just had the time of my life. I'd love to go back there, sit on the beach. Um, have a good time especially right now right that's like no, we yeah. would love nothing more than to get out and do something and travel <laughs> i'd love the social distance up in the mountains in spain or mm -hmm. the french Alps somewhere yeah <laughs> right somewhere else anywhere else <laughs> that's awesome i've that's never awesome. been to spain. that's a good place though do you speak coach do you speak spanish nope Couple okay years of high school spanish and uh yeah just enough to get me into college that's okay <laughs> okay hey you know what same here. My sister's a Spanish teacher, so she always wow. makes fun of me that I don't know any Spanish. So I can point at things on the menu. As long as there's pictures, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 
Google Google Translate will help thing. with that too. Yeah. That's right. Um, you make sure you make sure you have good travel companions. I always make sure I travel with somebody who speaks a native language. That's smart. yeah. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Um, next question is: If you could pick um, a sport to be a professional in, other than football, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. Uh, everybody's got hoop dreams, right? I mean, yeah. I was a basketball player in high school. Um, was pretty good and, and, and enjoyed a fair amount of success there. And nice. you know, it's a, it's a great game. I always loved it. And, and uh, I, I could see myself enjoying being a professional basketball player. Nice, nice. very cool. Your your height your height will help too. I think so. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then now um, your life song, the life song question. So. Um, what we answered that one last time, right? What is your life song? Yeah. Do you remember what it was last time? Cause I do. Or maybe it's different I, now. I, I do not. What, what was my life song so last, last time? Last time it was glory by common. Oh yeah. That was, that was a good one. But if it's changed. Now, well now everything's changed, right? We were all in a, in a different reality. That's a great point. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I would choose yeah. right now. Um, uh, I probably would go with uh, Ahmad back in the day. Oh, that's another. I feel like we have similar music taste. I like this. Probably, probably. That's, that's a that's a great choice. Uh, and just, it's very that fitting. pops into my head right now because uh, uh, we're all kind of reminiscing about you know how we used to be able to live and, and freedom, right. and childhood, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. So that one just popped into my head. I'd go with nice. that one. That's good. Nice. I do have, I'm going to just kind of hijack your questions real quick. Okay. Just because of something that uh, Coach Tenor said earlier about taking that trip um, and having good travel companions. One of the questions that Deb asks sometimes is if you were on that show, The Amazing Race, who would your mm. um, partner be? So I, since, I thought since you brought that travel companion thing, yeah. um, who would you take on that show? Oh, no if, answer, but my wife would be my, my pick. First, nice. day, first pick every day and, and twice on Sunday. Um, before I even speak, she knows what I'm going to say. Um, she compliments me in every way. She's way more intelligent than I am. Um, <laughs> she, she's my hero. I mean, right now she's, she's a medical professional. Mm. So she works in a long-term care facility. So she's helping people every day. And then when she comes home from the hospital, she's sewing masks for her colleagues at night. So, um, she's, she would be able to help us win whatever the prize is. And, um, help us navigate all the challenges she's, she's just that person nice good call cool nice. very cool awesome you survived and i'm not just saying that because she might listen to this and, and i'd get in trouble if i didn't pick her um, <laughs> I, I, I truly think I, I hit the jackpot i chose wisely nice so, uh, that's awesome cool that is awesome well cool. you survived you survived uh, again you're the first you're the again. first guest who's had to go through the warm-up questions twice uh, i know involuntarily <laughs> <laughs> and these are unprecedented times, so I mean, I might as well. Yeah, I'm honored to be that person. All right, well, we're, we're honored well, to have thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, like we start off with every guest, uh, give us a little bit of your uh, athletic background and your coaching background. And we we said this last time, but it's pretty extensive and it's a pretty uh, mm -hmm. interesting journey. So, uh, why don't you take us back a little ways and then uh, bring us up to where you're currently at? All right. Yeah. So um, it's funny. I'm doing a 
online class right now and asked me for my autobiography and I kind of talked about some of this. Um, so I wasn't playing sports when I was a freshman in high school and the JV football coach saw me walk in the halls one day and um, said I was a big kid and I, I should play football and I kind of told him thanks but no thanks. And then uh, one, of my, one of my high school teachers, my favorite teacher overheard me telling somebody the football coach wanted me to play and uh, he recommended I give it a shot. So uh, I did and went and had a great, great time, great experience. Um, met my best friends to this day um, were some of those guys on that, that JV football team when, when I, I first suited up at Homestead in 1992. Um, after football season, a bunch of football guys were going to, to, to play or try out the basketball. So they dragged me with them and they kept me because I was tall. And football and basketball just kind of helped me grow and, and mature in high school and, and helped me become the person I am today. Um, I was fortunate enough that I was good enough at, at football in high school to get a uh, college scholarship and spent four years playing at Villanova University. Um, ended up starting three years at, on the defensive line and was captain my senior year. Um, a couple of years ago, I had the pleasure of going into the Hall of Fame at Villanova. So I had a pretty good college career, and at the end of my college career, I um, once again was was lucky enough to, to get a shot at the next level and uh, went to training camp with the 49ers as an undrafted free agent. Uh, got cut um, after they switched me from defensive line to offensive line, and then uh, they brought me back, and I was in the practice squad uh, my rookie year. And after my rookie year concluded, they sent me to NFL Europe, where I played offensive line for the Scottish Claymores. Um, had a chance to live in Scotland for four months and had a phenomenal time. Uh, when I got done playing, I immediately started coaching at my alma mater uh, at Homestead High School, which is in Cupertino, California. Uh, really enjoyed my experience coaching there. And there I went to Leland High School in San Jose was an on-campus teacher coach for six years. He had a chance to coach football there, basketball, lacrosse, a little track and field. Um, got to the point, like a lot of Bay Area residents, where I decided I wanted to be able to, to raise a family someday and couldn't do that in the Bay Area on a teacher salary. So I moved out to the Sacramento area, um, was a head coach at Ponderosa for nine years, and then um, took some time off, started my family, and uh, most recently, an assistant varsity football coach at Sheldon for three years, prior to becoming the first head football coach at West Park High School, which will be opening up here in August. Yes. So you haven't been That's busy amazing. at all over all these no. years? No, no. And, you know, hey, uh, the, uh, the shelter in place is, is really not making my job of, of building a football program any more yeah. difficult. <laughs> yeah, I was sure. going to. Well, I was going to ask you about that, like right before we hopped on, I was just thinking just from our, um, our original interview with you, <laughs> the one that was supposed to record, how you were talking about how just like you guys are starting from the ground up, you're ordering new everything, like I can't even imagine the work that goes into that. And I just thought right yep. now, I'm like, oh my gosh, like they are totally put on a halt right now. Like, how is that working for you guys right now? Like, are you trying to do everything over the phone or has everything completely stopped? Are you having Zoom conferences with those coaches? Like, what does that look like right now? 
So yeah, Zoom Zoom conferences and meetings with new 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 coaches that I've already hired. Um, we have, I mean, I had a staff meeting with my department at Sheldon, so I'm, I'm wearing yeah. that hat. Yeah. And then I had a, a full staff meeting last Friday with the West Park group, which is our very first time getting wow. together, 20, 24 of us on a Zoom teleconference call. Wow. Um, I hired my first coach without meeting them. Oh. Um, well, and I, I feel comfortable doing it because he's a friend of a friend. There you go. So there's a prior connection there, and I talked to him on the phone for an hour, and then we Zoomed for a little while, and he understood that I said, hey, I'm going to tentatively agree to bring you on staff pending a in-person get-together, but it looks good. Um, so it's, it's a new challenge to, uh, to an already challenging position, but uh, I think just like everybody else, you know, make and do, and and making the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, feel, um, I can't even imagine. That's crazy. I feel like if we can get through this, doing meetings like this, we can get through anything. The way we, <laughs> the way these Zoom conferences have to, like earlier today, I was on one with 42 people. It was nuts and it, it kept freezing and it was awkward and it, I just, it's so crazy right now. Well, I, I personally, I just don't feel like the real me comes across or the real anybody comes across right. this way. I mean, I want right. to look somebody in the eye and, and have a chat with them. I want to I want to shake their hand, even though that may become socially unacceptable after this. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... Right. And, and, I mean, I'll put it on top of it. It's, I mean, I've been at home for three straight weeks with my kids, and um, it's tough for me to get much of anything accomplished during the day when I'm... You know, making sure that my daughter is doing something academic and then we're going out for a bike ride and uh, making sure I patch up my son after he crashes his bike because it's going to happen. It happens almost every day. Yeah. So um, it's, you know, I, I think adversity builds character. You know, there's character yeah. combine here. So adversity builds character. Yeah. And um, I think we're all going to come out of this experience stronger and with a whole new toolkit of, of, of ways that we can, you know, push forward and like, accomplish various tasks that we set for ourselves. And, you know, I think there's going to be a deeper appreciation for things that people have taken for granted for a long period of time. Um, yeah. Just the ability to go and you know, get yeah. close to a, a colleague and, or give somebody a hug or have conversations like this in person. I mean, we're, we're, we're all well missing that. And I think that's probably, I mean, there's, there's a lot of bad right now, but I think there's going to be some good that comes out of this in that respect. Absolutely. Yeah. Something we've, you know, we've had, we've had two episodes since, you know, all of this has kind of gone down. And so we've talked about, it, I think our last two episodes. And one of the things that we've talked about on both episodes was the importance of coaches and athletes trying their best mm -hmm. to stay together and stay connected during this time. So uh, in your, from your perspective as a coach, uh, how important do you feel it is for coaches to stay connected to their athletes, athletes staying connected with their teammates, you know, any, any combination, how important is that at this time? Well, you humans, we're social creatures. Yeah. I mean, we all need connection. Um, we all need that stimulation that comes from whether it's kids playing with other kids, adults having adult conversations with other adults. 
Um, and that's tough right now. And we have to find new ways of making sure that we do that. Um, you know, I zoomed with my college roommate, you know, last week just to see his face and we, we could talk and he's in Ohio and just checking in with him. Um, yeah, I think coaches are in a unique situation. You know, they have the ability to uh, reach kids and, 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 and they've had deeper relationships than most teachers do with their kids. So they can really get at what the kid's going through and experiencing right now and, and kind of help them through this tough time. Um, I'm in a unique situation. I was talking with a, a friend about this. You know, I don't know my community yet. Hmm. So it's, you know, I was just starting to get to know people and then this all happened. So it's put a break on my ability to pause on my ability to communicate in the way I want to communicate with people. Um, and I mean, obviously I'm still emailing people and, you know, active on social media as much as I can with kids at home. But um, I think if you already have that relationship, like getting ready to start distance learning with my students, um, when their faces pop up on the screen, it's going to be a different type of feeling for them, I think, than what they're going through in their normal days right now. Hopefully it provides them with a little bit of, you know, you don't want, you don't want to say normalcy, but there's, there's a presence and a consistency and relationships that we've already established mm -hmm. and the ability to continue those are important for everybody. Whether it's you with the people you work with and getting on a conference call with the people you're sitting with in the morning at a staff meeting, or if it's a student teacher or, or whatever, um, I think that connection is important. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting too. Cause I, yeah, I, I was not even thinking about the fact that, yeah, you're you're new to that community, and just starting to build those relationships. That's something that we talked a lot about um, in our initial recording, and so that would be a, such a major piece of this this whole mess. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. also I, I don't know. If I told you guys last time I was in, I'm in the process of selling. I just sold my house. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's good. good. I sold it, and uh, we closed on the new house in West Park. Uh, I think on Wednesday. Okay. Um, so I'll be living in the community, but not being oh. able to interact with people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just to complicate things, um, nobody's going to be able to help me move. So I get to move things all by myself. Oh, oh no. no. That's, uh, oh my gosh. That's rough. Yeah. But luckily for me, uh, I'm strong enough to do just about all of it by myself. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was going to say that's the one, the one benefit. I would say if it was me, I, I might be in some trouble. But you're you're a big man, so uh, yeah. that is yeah. that is a nice. I, I have faith yeah. in my ability. Yeah. We do. We wow. Do too. Uh, isn't that isn't that crazy? How, like, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, oh wait, no, you have you can't have anyone help you because like moving companies, like no one's working right now, like nothing. Uh, essential employees. Um, oh, okay. You know, healthcare. Right. Right. I know right, construction, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. like West Park High School is still being built. Um, I was but, wondering about that. Yeah. Oh, oh just yeah, hire some no. construction guys to help you. The <laughs> <laughs> thought had crossed my mind, but then, I mean, realistically, um, you know, I mean, just on a on a, on a real note, uh, we're not because my wife is in healthcare. I'm trying to mm -hmm. keep my distance from anybody who's not yeah. in our family. Yeah. Um, sure. We don't. You. I mean, right. because of the the dormant period of uh, you know of yeah. infection here. We could have it. I 
I mean, yeah. it, it could be in my wife's medical facility and I wouldn't want to expose somebody and then have them continue to take that somewhere else. So, right. um, yeah. Trying to take our social distancing to a new level and a different level just to be responsible here yeah. while my wife does what she can do to provide you know, safe right. environment for people and, and making sure that we're not, uh, if we are carriers, passing it on to somebody else. Yeah. Well, and that's a good, I'm glad you brought that up because um, I think there's always been, there's a lot of, I think, conversation about the social distancing and, you know, how important that is and how responsible that is to do that as an individual, as a family, as a group. Um, I do feel like there's some people that maybe aren't taking it as seriously. Um, oh, no doubt. And yeah. I feel like, I, I think just because this is a character combine podcast and we talk to coaches and athletes, I think sometimes... Um, us as athletes, we have that feeling, especially young athletes have that feeling of invincibility, right? Like mm -hmm. nothing can physically, nothing can harm us because we're in better shape than a lot of people. We're stronger than a lot of people. So um, I guess I, I want your thoughts on that, I guess, as far as, you know, I think I've seen a lot of athletes that we follow, at least a lot of coaches we follow. I think they're practicing the social distancing and, and being really responsible. But if, if someone is listening that is maybe struggling with that thinking, Hey, it's not that big of a deal. Um, it's not going to affect me or the people around me. What would you say to those athletes or coaches? You know, I, I think we all we all have a responsibility to do things the right way. Yeah, and I think unfortunately, um, this circumstances of some people struggle with that. I mean, I see on my Twitter feed, I see you know people going out and working out together and shake my head and go back to the, the fact that I think we have an inconsistency in the delivery of important information in society right now. There's so much information coming from so many different people that, that the average person doesn't know what to trust. And that might lead people to, you know, think that they're invincible or not think it's as big of a deal as it is yeah. and to not commit to the distancing part that you know, healthcare officials and, and, and people in, in power are trying to get us to, to implement. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I answered your question or not there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to yeah. kind of transition. I, I don't know. I feel like all of our questions obviously are kind of relating to this topic, but mm -hmm. this is kind of a, a two-part question. Um, I know last time we talked about your involvement with and your role with USA football. So uh, my first question is, can you explain a little bit about what you do with USA football and what it is? And then uh, beyond that, how is this current situation affecting that? Because you guys do a lot of events throughout the year and those events have a lot of athletes that come together. Mm -hmm. obviously impacted in a big way so um again that's a, that's a really big question i'm asking you to ask but answer but if you could answer those two questions that'd be awesome yeah yeah no problem uh so usa football is national governing body um so we work with uh the national federation of high schools so nfhs we work with the ncaa the nfl um recognized by the international olympic committee as the uh, nation's governing body so when football becomes an Olympic sport, USA Football will be the, the organization that, that sends the athletes and selects the athletes. Um, what that means is, I mean, everybody knows USA Basketball and USA Soccer. Well, we're in USA Football. Same thing. It's a program. It's not an all-star game. 
It is a development program for athletes and coaches. We have events or did have events. Um, they all got canceled this spring because of, of obviously what we're, we're living through right now. Um, but we have regional tryouts. Um, we're granted an exemption from the NCAA for college coaches work our events year round. We would have a combination of high school co coaches and college coaches come to these two day regionals. Um, for example, I was supposed to be in the Bay Area uh, two weeks ago. Actually, no, just last weekend, I was supposed to be in Levi Stadium. Uh, oh, you get upgraded here. Thanks, Doug. Um, <laughs> love that, Dad. I love that. Yeah, we were supposed to be in Levi Stadium here this weekend. Uh, next weekend, I was supposed to fly to the Indianapolis um, Colts facility and have a two-day regional there. Um, obviously, all these are canceled. I was going to be in Chicago for a regional event for two days. Um, where else was I going to be? L.A. and Seattle. Um, we have them all over the country. What we do is, over the course of uh, two days, kids would get four practices. Um, we provide player education in, as far as skill development. And then we also do a character and um, parent education talk on Sundays where we talk about the recruiting process for families. We kind of help these athletes as they navigate through our program and return to their home program, prepare to, to take that step as athletes and become college bound and, and, and ready, understanding requirements both on and off the field. Awesome. Um, so the way that has changed, uh, we always have multiple pathways. What we do is we play, most people don't know that uh, there's over 100 countries in the world that play American football. Um, so it's called IFAF, International Federation of American Football, which we're a part of. Um, every two years they hold football's version of the Olympics. Um, that actually got canceled this summer. It was supposed to be in Ohio. We were going to ho host it. Um, two years before it was in China. Before that it was in, actually no, it was Mexico, China. I forget where it was six years ago. Uh, but we get together, we play uh, full contact football against other countries um, in preparation for it being in the Olympics. We as, a, as an organization invite other countries to come to Cowboy Stadium every January. We host uh, what's called the International Bowl. And every year I help go and, and work that. And the kids who go to our regional events essentially are trying out for that opportunity. We build the U16, U17, U18, and U19 rosters, and we'll play against whoever comes. Last year in January, we had uh, Japan, several teams from Mexico, Panama, Canada. I think that was who came this year. Um, Japan loves coming. We've had, uh, let's see, we had Norway, Sweden, Finland two years ago. Uh, Panama's jumped in, Mexico, Canada always comes. Uh, it's a pretty good opportunity for our kids to play the game they love in a beautiful stadium against countries from, or kids from other countries around the world. That's wow. awesome. And so like you said, all, all, all these events have been... Postponed. Postponed, there you go. That's a better word. So we, yeah. So, it's difficult for, for my boss because we use the springs to eval athletes. Right. It could be like a high school coach going into the season without having tryouts. So 
Yeah, it's it's making it a little more difficult and all depends on what the timeline here is for return to normalcy. Um, we always have events in the summer and we're going to add a few more tentatively if things clear up so that kids who miss out on the opportunity to try out have an opportunity to do that in the summer. Um, I think after being cooped up inside, people will want to get out and, and do a little bit more. Um, and actually, we have a Zoom conference call our regional directors, which I'm one of seven. Uh, wow. We had a call on Wednesday night where we're going to discuss kind of strategies moving forward and how we can no. kind of maintain, just like every coach I think is trying to do, how you maintain your 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 program. Wow. How do you keep things progressing and moving in a, an upward trajectory, even though you can't gather as a group, you can't meet, you can't work out, you can't evaluate athletes, um, lots of different Lots of different challenges. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, coach, is there um, just something that I we like to ask all coaches this, and um, it's just on my mind as you're talking. Is is there a um, is some is there someone like a coach or a parent or a teacher or someone in your past who has inspired you to be, you know, just kind of like the person you are today or the coach you are today? Um, I feel like every coach or teacher or whoever has someone in the back of their mind that has kind of helped shape them who they are, because you're obviously very passionate about what you do with um, the organization that you're involved in and just starting you know, brand new at a, a brand new high school, but you don't get to meet a lot of people that get to do that. So um, is there someone or, or multiple people in your life that have kind of influenced you and, you know, kind of helped you lead you down that road? It's almost tough to just pick one. I've, I've been very fortunate. Um, yeah. You know, I talked earlier in our, our talk here about uh, my, my math teacher, my freshman year, who he changed my life. I mean, he, he put me on that athletic path and, and got me into football just yeah. by saying, hey, you'll, you'll like it. You should give it a shot. Yeah. Um, you know, and the way he taught is the way I teach. And the way I interact with my students wearing funny costumes. And he inspired me to be the teacher that I am. Um, I had a couple other teachers my junior year of high school who were just phenomenal men, just amazing human beings. Um, they, they, they weren't afraid to, to cry in front of their students and show they cared. Um, you know, they just they were amazing. And then my college, my college D-line coach, um, he, was, he was the father I never had. And um, you know, he special. Yeah. It's the only way to describe it. I mean, uh, I'll give you a quick story about that. My junior year at Villanova, I broke my thumb. And uh, anybody who knows anything about line play knows at the high levels, you need your hand. And I couldn't use my hand. And we were undefeated. We were playing for a league championship, conference title. And the plan was for me not to play because I couldn't. I really couldn't. And I, my hand was useless. And um, my backup wasn't performing well and the team was struggling. So my coach came and asked me if I could, if I could do it. And I played with one hand and it was one of the most painful things I'd ever done because Villanova and the medical department would not provide any pain um, mitigation for its athletes. Um, people would, uh, 
sell the pain for their athletes so that they could compete. We didn't do that. It just they always felt that, and then I always, just, as a coach, felt like if you can't play through the pain, you're probably too banged up to play. Um, I played and didn't play well, but I played well enough for us to to win. And it was a sloppy field. It was in Rhode Island in, in November. It was muddy. It was cold. Everybody celebrating the locker room after the game. I was sitting like in the corner, and I was I was hurting. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. My coach came right through, kind of shoved his way through. And he was an old man, played for the Packers back in the day. Just kind of rough exterior, came in, gave me a hug, helped me take off my pads. Um, was, just, was just there for me when I needed it. And you know, those kind of things you as, a, as an athlete appreciate. And then as a coach, you, you understand the power you have and, and how your athletes will view you moving forward and the things that they'll remember about you down the road um, kind of, you know, it inspires me. And you know, I think it's not a day that goes by that I don't think about Coach Griffith and what he meant, meant to yeah. me and still does, even though he's no longer with us. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, love, I love hearing stories like that. And I know I've said this a million times, and I'm going to say it one more time because I feel like it's important. But anytime we ask a coach or any of our guests that question about, um, who's had a, a major impact on your life, they always give an example of a moment or two that made that coach so impactful. And, and Deb, please correct me if I'm wrong, but not one time has it been, oh, I remember when Coach Tenor, uh, it was, you know, fourth down in the fourth quarter, it was the last play of the game, mm -hmm. and he made this call to win the yeah, game. No. It was, it's never anything like that. It's always stories mm -hmm. like you said when, you know, the coach, you know, this coach, you know, I, I was having a rough time, and that coach made a, a special trip to come visit me. Uh, I, you know, I had this, this injury to my hand and this coach, you know, gave me this massive hug after the game. It's always stuff like that. And I feel like that's something really important for coaches to understand is that those are the moments that are going to have the greatest impact on your athletes. And so, and you are a perfect example. That's how you, you know, you choose to coach is how you view your coaching um, experience. So, you know, we'd always love to hear when coaches uh, share those types of stories. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely <clears throat> a coach has an impact on, you know, a player, you know, like Josh said, not for who wins what game, but for just how um, just how generous a coach was with their time or teacher or whoever that person may be. I have a feeling that you are that person for a lot of a lot of athletes right now. Well, yeah, and, and, and also I was talking with one of my new assistants about this the other day. Um, it's one of the reasons why try to make sure that as a head coach, I have lots of different types of, of men on my staff because mm. not everybody is going to connect with me and yep. not every, you know, so it's, yeah. they, everybody needs, we talked about connection and, mm -hmm. and that interaction. Everybody needs that sense of belonging, that sense of somebody gets them, that, that, that somebody, you know, has their back or um, that they can connect with both on and off the field. And, and that's important for athletes. So, it's good to round out our coaching staff with people who are different than us um, so that we can make sure we're, we're maximizing our ability to reach lots of athletes. Yeah. That's really smart. And I think, especially it's like they can have different personalities, different ways of doing things, but as long as that, that goal of, hey, this is, we're, we want what's best for our athletes as we're, as we're trying to win games, as long as you have that core value, then yeah, you're right. That melting pot of personalities is kind of a must. 
Well, the, the goal is, is, I mean, obviously you want to win and, and having success on the field or on the court or in the pool is important, but really, you know, 99% of the kids we coach aren't going to be playing anything after high school that's not in the So what we're trying to do here is, as a teacher, this is my teacher hat here, um, we're trying to develop people, give them skills so they can be successful in life. They may not always appreciate what we're giving them and the messages we're delivering to them when they're in high school. Um, I know, Deb, you, I'm sure you can, you've had plenty of athletes come back and, and tell you what I'm about to say is that they get it now. They understand why we were hard on them, why we were holding them accountable, yeah. why, we were, why we did what we did when they were with us. And it was prepare them to be great yep. fathers and, and mothers and sisters and brothers and help them get through things like society's going through now, giving them skills that they can tap into when it gets tough so they know that they can, they can be successful. Yeah, awesome. yeah, absolutely. This is kind of, I'm kind of going back a little bit on something you said earlier, that you as a teacher will, uh, uh-oh, oh, man. <laughs> no, so you as a teacher, you said you dressed up in uh, silly costumes sometime. Oh, yeah. What's the, what's the most ridiculous thing you've dressed up as? Well, that's, now that depends on your, your point of view here and, and what you think is ridiculous. Um, Fair enough. Uh, this, my, one of my fa favorite Halloween costumes is an inflatable job of the hut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so imagine, if you will, kids turning the corner, coming into a classroom, seeing a, a six foot six, 315 pound man in a giant inflatable job of costume. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you check it out on my Facebook. I'm sure you can find it there. Okay. Um, We're going to do that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, let's see. What else have I done? Uh, that's probably the most outrageous one. I've done lots of different ones. How, um, how big is that costume? It's not big enough for me because nothing is. <laughs> okay. But it's, but, you know, I mean, it, the arms don't reach all the way down to my wrist, but it's, it gets the job done. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Um, That's crazy. So you were in a, a commercial, a Microsoft commercial with yep. the one with Kate Sowers that mm -hmm. I, they still air that one. Uh, still. I think I saw that yeah. the other day. Um, yeah. So what was that experience like? Uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a couple of half brothers who were in Hollywood and, and a lot of commercials. You've probably seen them on TV. Um, one of them was uh, a regular on the office television show. <clears throat> so they, you know, I got families in the business. They've been trying to get me to do commercials and, and, and do things in the past. And I've always said, no, I don't want to do it. And uh, this time my wife nudged me to give it a shot. And, uh, you know, I still look big. So I put on a helmet and shoulder pads and went and hung out with football guys in, in the locker room, which was phenomenal. Um, one of the tough things about no longer being an athlete is you, you kind of miss that that locker room feel and i got a chance to get that again for a couple of days and really see the other side of, of hollywood and see the amount of skill and work that goes into producing just a short you know 30 second commercial it's pretty phenomenal um, nice. Kate, kate's awesome she knows her stuff um, i tell people she's ball coach you know it's pretty cool um through usa football and this commercial so that commercial i got a chance to meet her and she's obviously with the 49ers um got a chance to work with stephanie Belasco uh with usa football and she's with the steelers um so uh, 
you know, I've had a chance to meet a lot of women who are moving up the ranks in football, and it's been pretty cool to see. Um, it's it's nice to, you know, as, as somebody who is a minority himself, it's nice to see people breaking through barriers and opening up doors for other people. And I think it's going to be cool someday um, to kind of have that conversation with my daughters that, hey, I was in that commercial where that girl was talking about, you know, women breaking through barriers and achieving things that they didn't think was possible, men didn't think was possible when, when they were girls. And I'm, I'm kind of, as a, as, a, as a girl dad, I mean, you see lots of posts about being a girl dad. As a girl dad, I, I take tremendous pride in that. And it was fun and it really wasn't very hard. So, I mean, as far as like football wise, it was, it was not football. It, sure. We made it look like football, yeah. but it was, it was really, it's, it's TV magic. And then I, I get it now. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, Coach, do you, something that I was just thinking of, um, do you have any advice for athletes who are going through what everyone's going through right now with the whole social distancing and just, you know, trying to, I don't know, uh, prevent themselves from just going insane? Because I just can't imagine how athletes feel right now. Well, I can. <laughs> since you know, all of, you know, we, we used to be one, but it's just, you know, I had a few athletes text me like, oh my gosh, like, please give me a workout to do or something because I just, I don't know what to do. So do you have any advice on, I guess, just how one tidbit of advice of how they can handle just the social distancing and not being able to see their teammates and not being able to like face-to-face -face see their coaches or play games right now? Um, like what's something you would say to your athletes during this time? Well, I just sent an email actually okay. to all the kids, uh, my, my parents, the most important thing for them to do right now is make sure they're safe. Okay. So that's, good. Um, that's the most important thing. I mean, my wife's in healthcare, so I, I see a different side of it than most people do. I'm not just reading you know, social media yeah, and what sure. people's opinions are. Um, so make sure they're safe and make sure they understand that there will be time for us to resume our normal activities and, yeah. and coaches will have a plan. Uh, I have a plan. I'm sure every coach right now has a plan A, B, C, D, E, and F and has, has thought about it and is thinking about it because that's really all they can do right now is how they are going to, once we're given the all clear, how they're going to resume normal activities. The beautiful thing from an athletic standpoint is everybody's going through the same thing. So yeah. nobody's getting a, an advantage here. Um, nobody's being quarantined while somebody else is allowed to practice. So everybody's going through the same thing. So the most important thing is everybody to be safe. Um, family first, you know, it's the most important thing. Make sure that you know, it's not bad to, to just take a, take a pause and spend some time with your family. Um, a lot of school districts are starting to roll out their distance learning platforms. So making sure kids stay on top of their athletics, student athletes first, you know, make sure they, they handle that. Um, and then don't fall into the trap of just sitting on your butt every day. Um, mm -hmm. Do something, you yeah. know, whether you got to get outside, get a little bit of sun, uh, break a sweat, be active, yeah. whether it's doing yard work or, you know, most kids don't have access to weights at home. I did a workout today with my five-year-old daughter. I uh, was overhead pressing her. I did some tricep extensions with her behind, on my back. <laughs> I did some curls. 
for some push-ups. Um, and that was after uh, like a two-mile them riding their, riding their bikes and scooters and me jogging. So you can find a way to be active, um, but also making sure you stimulate your intellect and not just play video games or watch Netflix. Right. Love it. When I feel like I feel like a, a moment like this would, in some ways, kind of it would kind of weed out who really wants it versus who is all talk. You know, what I mean, you might find some of those athletes like, oh, okay, it would be easy to sit down and, and not do anything or just kind of get lazy. But then you have those athletes who are going to find some way to get their work done. And so, yeah, I, I saw on Instagram today, I saw one of our USA football kids uh, has a home gym in his garage and he was, he was getting after it. Um, that's awesome. You know, and, but not everybody has that. Right. You know, but uh, as I said, there's, there's, I mean, I saw a guy doing dips on uh, his, his corner and his kitchen counter there, you know, just one hand and one hand. And you can be, it's, I think it's forcing people to be creative Yeah. And, and address what you're saying. If you really want something, you'll find a way. Right. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. Right. And a reason why not to. Um, it'd be easy to just, you know, sit and watch Netflix all day and binge on whatever show you want sure. and move to the next one. Um, I don't have that luxury with two young kids, so they're forcing me to be active, which is good. Um, and then I'm burning the midnight oil with you guys and doing as much work as I can at night. So yeah, which we definitely we definitely appreciate. I actually saw no, this is no, I I appreciate you guys. It's nice to talk to another adult. Okay, <laughs> I uh, really it really is. I mean, you you were talking about being uh being creative with your workouts. I actually saw uh, our our friend Kevin Bracy doing a workout the other day, and he was he was shrugging uh, speakers. He had some speakers in his garage. He was doing shrugs. <laughs> I love Kevin. We, he yeah. is he's one of the most positive human beings I've ever met. He's 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 amazing. No, he's yeah he's doing some incredible. He's always doing incredible things, but especially some of the stuff he's doing right now with coaching uh coaching young speakers. It's a lot. It's pretty cool. So. Um, yeah, if a guy like him can stay positive and how much he's affected by this whole thing, um, it's, you know, I think we all can be positive in a situation like this for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if anybody's listening, the, the beautiful thing here is I've seen so much positivity online. I mean, coaches sharing, athletes sharing. Um, you know, I know there's, I got a, a Google folder today. Somebody shared workouts, guys are sharing clinics. You know, there's, a lot of people are reaching out and trying to stay connected, which is, I think, sharing of knowledge is great. People are really trying to help each other through this, and that's really cool. Um, and from a workout standpoint, you know, I did some some rows today on my dining room table. I laid on my back underneath the table, reached up, and pulled my chest up to the dining room table. I mean, there's nice. you can you can do some dips on your couch. You can you know you can find something that weighs you know i mean whether it's a gallon of milk or something you can you can be creative and also flexing your brain muscles too at the yeah. time with without the the interaction that we normally get on a day-to-day -day basis is probably the most important muscle to be flexing mm -hmm. um i think those are it just being creative and, and and figuring out how to how to solve problems and, and continue to push yourself through this is kind of what's gonna make or break some folks yeah. absolutely well, so, I mean, speaking of that, do you have a, a book recommendation uh, for anybody? Or is there anything that you, a book you love that would be great for an athlete or a coach to read right now to keep their mind sharp? Oh, 
Can't put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I look over at my bookshelf and I've packed up everything because I'm getting ready to move. Um, Caught you at the wrong time to ask yeah. that well, question. So, well, no, I'll, I'll go over a couple that I that I love. Give you kind of a couple different choices here. Sure. Um, so I just read um, Inside Out Coaching. Yeah. Um, becoming a okay. transformational coach. Yeah. Uh, Joel Ehrman. Um, I also read um, recently read uh, Relentless Pursuit of Excellence. Okay. Uh, that's a good book. Um, ooh. An athlete. I think it's something lighter. Uh, I think it's uh, Boys in the Boat is a good book. Boys in the Boat. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, it's about the crew team up at the University of Washington. Oh. Okay. Um, it's a phenomenal read about uh, teamwork, uh, commitment, overcoming adversity. Um, Non-football book too. Um, yeah. So I like that. Uh, what else about that? I haven't read that one in a while, but I love that one. Okay. Um, yeah, those 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 are the ones I would go with. That's Boys awesome. in the boat's really good. Okay. I, I give you give you two thumbs up for that one. Awesome. Nice. That. Oh. We good. We good with audio. Yeah, I think so. Oh, <laughs> y'all froze for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the fun Zoom part. <laughs> is, 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 is this the part where we lose this interview too? <laughs> no. Hey man, it, it's, it still shows that it's recording. So fingers crossed, we're good. Yeah. yeah. This is this was a. I mean, last time we talked about your social media presence, and uh, we got a lot of love when I tweeted that out, saying that you were on the show and that you would be posting pretty soon. Yeah. And then I had to answer a lot of really. Questions. I don't. Yeah, you did. And then I had to answer yeah. a lot of questions because people were like, "Hey, uh, what's the deal with the tenor interview? That was supposed to come out this week, right?" Is it, okay, so it was, uh, but we messed up, and so I had to, I had to give that uh, <laughs> quite a bit. So I'm really hoping this one goes through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have those. I don't have those conversations again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but people people are excited for it, man. So. Um, you know, we, we want to be respectful of your time, especially if we know you have a lot of a lot of things you need to do. Um, I'm good. Deb, you have any other questions for Coach before we get out of here? Um, what is okay? Sorry, this is not have anything to do with coaching, but like just during this time, what's a Netflix binge that you would Ooh, recommend? That's good. That's good. Ooh. What's your cup of tea? What are you really into? Um, I either like comedy or like thriller. Like drama, like a something exciting. I don't know. I like a, I like a lot of things. Or documentaries. Uh, the cheap, well, the cheap guilty pleasure everybody's watching right now is Tiger King. Uh, oh my god, so. I watched it. <laughs> the world is coming together because of Tiger King. I can't do yes. it. I can't do it. Oh, you haven't, Josh? You got to. You got to yeah, jump I, on the wagon, Josh. You got to. Do I it. can't. Just shows like that are, are tough for me. So I have not. I have not done it. But I, it's oh, been man. recommended quite a bit. Yeah, it's it, interesting. It's absolutely hilarious. So I'm, I'm scrolling yeah. through what I've recently watched here. Uh, we, we just started the, the third season of Ozark. If you haven't gone on oh, that. Oh, okay. That's a, good, that's a good, one. good one. Very, very intelligent yeah. show. Yeah. Um, what else? I, I really liked uh, Altered Carbon. Um, I'm a sci-fi oh. nerd. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so Altered Carbon was awesome. Um, Did you watch Mr. Robot? What was that? Mr. Robot. Did you watch that show? I, I, have, I haven't seen that one. Is that one good? That's a good one. If you're a sci-fi uh, person, that's pretty good. 
Yeah. What else? You said you said you have a, a half brother that's, that's that was a regular on the office. We're big office fans here. Yeah. Are you? Which character? Uh, so so when you uh, I forget the character's name. When you get done, Google Calvin Tenner. Okay. C A L V I N, and you'll uh, you'll you'll see his biography pop up. Hmm. Um, there was a um, an insurance commercial. Forget, I think maybe it was Progressive, where the family was in lounge chairs and they were shaking, and they were trying to eat at the same time. He was he was the uh, father in that commercial. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so he did that. Um, my his twin brother was the Black Hulk in Lethal Weapon, the TV show that came out a couple years oh, ago. Oh my gosh! Sorry, I'm cheating and I'm looking him up already. <laughs> He so is one funny. of the he's one of the warehouse guys, the warehouse guys in the office. Yeah. Yep. Oh yep. my that's gosh, awesome. that's hilarious. That's very cool. Oh he uh, and Glenn, I think his name is Glenn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh that my gosh, that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> so I will uh, I will randomly be watching um a movie. Like I watched Prison Break. Yeah. Um all the way to the end of Prison Break. I didn't even know it. He was one of the, the bodyguards. Oh my god! Like one of the final things. That's funny. Um, That's awesome. Pop up like the movie SWAT. He's one of the big, big, huge guys in the jail cell as they're uh, walk walking the kingpin through. Um, yeah. He's in a lot of lot of that kind of stuff where he's a big, big guy. Yeah. Called one of the one of the tenors. That's awesome. Go and do it. Um, him and his wife specialize in football commercials now. Nice. And on the the Microsoft commercial. That's awesome. That's awesome. I had to ask because uh, yeah. no, 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 big fans no, no. of that show. No, he, uh, it, it's, it's been pretty cool to watch what him and his wife have built themselves down in Hollywood. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Very cool. Cool. Was, there, cool. Uh, was there anything that we, we talked about the first interview that we didn't get to this time? Man, there's so much. <laughs> oh, gosh. Kidding. I, God, yeah. Well, I know. The one question I do have um, that, we, that we did talk about but it got cut off was, um, how important is it for athletes, especially at the high school level, to play multiple sports? Mm. Oh, yeah, right. I, I am so against sports specialization. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Um, there, there's so many studies out there that, that support what I'm about to say, that athletes should play multiple sports. Um, one, it reduces your repetitive use injury. I mean, if you're doing the same thing, no matter what it is, every day, all year round, you're going to wear out sooner. Um, but from just a, a, a practical standpoint, going back to what I said earlier, is so few athletes are going to play beyond high school. Have fun. If you, I always tell kids when I, when I approach them, you know, the basketball kid who doesn't want to play football, I tell them, hey, if you don't want to play football, that's fine. But play something else. Don't do just basketball. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Go play multiple sports. Have fun. Cross train. Interact with different coaches, interact with different athletes, yeah. get new experiences. You, you might find out that you like the second sport better than the first sport. You might end up having opportunities presented to you in the second sport that never existed in the first sport. Um, you know, and it's have fun. That's always my advice to kids. Have fun. Enjoy yeah. high school. Um, go to dances. Be in student government. Start a club. Be in a club. Um, squeeze as much out of the high school experience as you can because after it, uh, it, 
gets real. There's a lot more expectations, a lot more requirements. Um, really important to understand that um, you know life's going to change once you once you walk across that stage. So enjoy it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, that's so true because I think they sometimes forget that they are just kids, and you know they're still they're student athletes, and that's why the word student is first because you know they're a student first, and um, you know sometimes they act like or they think that they you know are going to go pro right after high school, and and some of them do a very small percentage, but I think they do sometimes miss out on the whole high school experience and all that stuff. So that's good advice. Well, everybody is caught up with, uh, you got to get a scholarship. Mm, and, yep. mm. and the reality is, if you're good enough to get a scholarship, it's going to happen for you. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, for most, it's not going to happen. It's just not genetically in the car. You yeah. know, if, um, you know, enjoy high school, play multiple sports, enjoy your experiences. And then if it works out for you, phenomenal. Go yeah. and play college sports have a good time and then if it works on beyond that awesome um you're part of the, the select few and um you know and it's it, it's sad to me that, that everybody is and you see a lot in parents if we, we take the joy away from the youth sports and we've almost made it a business mm -hmm. i, I yeah. want the kids just, just to have fun yeah you know it's supposed to be fun um you know, I have a part of my, my spring talk with parents is uh, the Bruce Bowen kind of, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He has a the book series about, you know, parents and, and, and educating them and how they should, you know, deal with their athletes. And says, through his research and talking with college athletes, kids only and athletes only care about or only want to hear their parents ask them this one simple thing. Did you have fun? Or they want to hear them say, I love you. All right. That's really all athletes and kids need from their parents. They don't need you to get, you know, when you're talking to parents now, they don't want to get in the car and have the, you know, dad say, hey, you know, you really should have turned, turned that double play there, you know, or, hey, you know, you, I don't know why you, uh, you didn't just take that third pitch, or, hey, you know, really, we need to go to the park and work out a little bit more. Um, we got to, I don't know when it's going to happen. Maybe sometime in the near future. Maybe right what's happening right now. We'll, we'll swing the pendulum back the other way and people will just kind of appreciate, you know, family for family and um, the fact that, well, we've taken things for granted and we now get to go play a game. Um, it would be nice if, if, if we kind of took the business aspect out of youth sports and high school sports and let kids go play and have fun yeah yeah no it's um it's crazy um I had, a, I had a thought but it's gone i can't remember oh no this is what it was um you know just it's it's really interesting to me like you have you know all these sports that the the the, the basic sports that people right play right baseball football soccer basketball these team sports it's weird when you get into a sport that it almost feels like you have to be specialized like gymnastics and it's such a weird thing right because um i, I mean i don't know that's a, it's such a weird world to me i feel like sports like that it's it seems like it's hard to even find the joy in those things mm -hmm. because it feels like it's just you're grinding the entire time you know what i'm saying i don't know if that makes any sense 
It does perfectly. I had a student two years ago who was uh, on scholarship for gymnastics at Stanford, and um, he he went independent study in his junior and senior year wow. um, because his training mandated it. It's crazy. Um, but and I'll go. And this is probably a good point to be brought up here. He's still passionate about it. Mm. You know, yeah. it's it's not his parents. It's right. Him. That's good. It's and that's what I mean. We all want the kids that we work with as coaches. We all want them to be passionate about whatever it is they do. We don't want them to, to you know, we don't want dad to force the kid to come out for football. We want the kid to be there because he wants to be there, and then we want them to get value from the experience. Do what you're passionate about. Enjoy it. Um, that's life advice I give to students. Anybody listening, uh, figure out something you enjoy doing and figure out a way to get paid to do it. If you do that, you'll never be unhappy. Yeah. Love it. That's good. That's good. Well, it seems like yeah. you found that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm living the dream every day. Even even during the pandemic, I'm, <laughs> I'm still happy. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's With a really smile good. on his face, too. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. Ready. Yep. yeah, that's awesome. Well, man, yeah. Yeah, we, we really appreciate it. Um, I think I think we ran through all the questions from last time. Um, it still says it's recording, so that's a good thing. It that's should, good, yeah. This it's, is a good thing, yeah, yeah. Still yeah. here, that's good. I'm just, I'm just not feeling as good as I did the first time. I feel like I crushed it the first time. <laughs> I feel like, you know, because of a lack of social interaction, I didn't bring my A game to that. <laughs> you still crushed it this time. It's okay. Oh, no, that's that's no, spoken like a true, uh, true coach or athlete. I know. Uh, always, always wanting to one-up himself. I know. Hey, <laughs> yeah. so. We demand, demand excellence from ourselves, right? That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So before we get out of here, uh, we'd like to let every guest kind of have one uh, final thought um, you know, whether you want to speak to coaches, athletes, parents, whoever you want to talk to, uh, the floor is yours. One final thought before we get out of here. Oh, oh did we lose him? Are you oh. frozen? Oh, okay. Uh-oh. There we here go. We My back. You're back. Did <laughs> I, did I get caught? <laughs> I don't know. You, you started getting philosophical there. And I think my internet was like, ah. <laughs> I know that's that's, is, that's not a problem. <laughs> this is when so, this is when Zoom becomes difficult around this mark. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but you were asking for a, a final thought. Yeah. If you have one, you know, we like to let our guests have the the final say of the podcast. So, uh, any thoughts for coaches, athletes, parents, um, whatever it may be, the floor is yours. I don't remember this from the first time. Did we? We, we didn't get to this part. Hey, huh? man. Sometimes when we have guests that just kill it. Uh, yeah. We don't have to ask that question, but uh, Got it. this time it was on my list. I'm like, I'm going to ask it. All right. Um, whew, a final thought. I guess I would just say, you know, given everything that we're all going through right now, um, take time, you know, let people you know, who are important to you know that they're, they're important to you. Um, coaches, love your kids. Um, Love your family. Be be a good be a good citizen right now. Do what you're supposed to do. Uh, practice social distancing, and then when we get out of this, um, don't isolate ever again. Um, make sure you are letting people know that they mean something to you. And, and let's take what we've learned here and let's continue to build a a stronger foundation in our communities, in our schools, 
um, hopefully this will bring coaches and, and their athletes together. Um, not being able to see each other, hopefully we all can appreciate what sports provides us, which is an outlet for our creativity and for, for that, that boundless energy that we all have and that passion that we have for our sports. Um, don't lose that. Just keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing, coaches. Enjoy your kids. Keep being positive. I know there is always something that, that tries to get us down that negative path, whether it's a, a parent or a pandemic. Um, you can overcome it and, and just keep doing what you're doing. Um, if anybody ever needs talk or advice, um, I'm always available. I love helping young coaches. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. Cool. Where can they uh, follow you on social media and all of those things? Um, I am at Coach Tenor and on Twitter and Instagram. They're both public. I think if you search Jason Tenor or at Coach Tenor, it all pops up. Cool. Awesome. Deb, where can they follow us? You guys can follow us on Twitter at Sports Character, Instagram at Character Combine. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And Coach, thank you so much again for you know, hopping on another <laughs> Zoom meeting. I know that's the first thing you wanted to do today <laughs> is yeah. be on Zoom again, but thank you. We appreciate it, you know, during this time and um, we appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. No, thanks for having me on guys. I yeah. appreciate it. Um, keep doing what you guys are doing, providing a platform for coaches to learn and grow. I think that's really important, really valuable. I'm, I'm just glad I could be a part of it. Um, like yeah. I said, if, Anybody ever needs any help, any advice, or um, want to give me something I can use, um, have them reach out. Or if I can help you guys anyway, moving forward, please don't hesitate to ask. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks, we appreciate coach. it. All right. Good luck with everything. Hey, same to you guys. All right. Stay Thanks. safe. All right. Thanks, Coach. Bye. Bye.